Comedy LOL Podcast Network. Hello, fellow Tarot Bowls. This is Brandon from the Tarot Bowl Podcast. I have some terrible news and we have some good news. The terrible news is that Ashley and I recorded an entire episode of the Terrible Podcast on the Queen of Cups and the Death Card, but due to some unforeseen <laughs> technical circumstance, we lost Ashley's audio on that entire episode, so we were trying to recover it, but we're pretty sure it's gone, so we're going to have to record it again. But the good news is I have a couple of clips that I'm going to play from stuff that I said so you can get like a teaser, and then we have an episode of the Brandon Bonanza podcast that we recorded a few weeks ago, and I had it sitting here, so we're going to release it now, so you can still hear both of our voices, never fear, and I uh, um, uh, hope you enjoy. Thank you. All right, guys, until and then, uh, we should be record- releasing the next episode, I would say probably at least by Thursday we'll be able to record it. All right, guys, so look for that next episode which will be the queen of cups and the death card on thursday until then enjoy this episode of the brandon bonanza podcast with a couple of clips from the episode that will be lost forever today i'm going to start with a quote from patrick henry and this is a quote before continental congress when he was trying to talk people into going to revolution against the british government and this is the end of the speech and it goes The war is actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that we gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains in slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And I think that's exactly what he means. And I, I, the way I'm going to look at this, I'm going to take this quote and use it internally. And I'm going to say that if, if there's something inside you that feels like you're not living authentically or the way that you should live, you have this anxiety and it's, you know, it's, it's like right in the back of your head and it's like biting at you. And no, no matter what you do, we talked about like escapism last week. You go out on the weekends and you party and you go nuts to try to silence that or quiet that voice and just drown it out with sense pleasure, which is fine. I mean, it's great. But when you get to the point where you think it's enough and part of you wants to change and it's that part of you that's trying to speak to you. And it reminds me of this quote because he's saying, you know, some of our brethren are, are our brethren are already in the field. They're already fighting. You know, like what are we doing here? Just sitting here talking. You know, we want this. We want this change to happen, and this is the only way. We want to fight for our freedom. We don't want to be a slave to whatever it is, whatever habits that we don't want to have. That's like you said, we're a slave to them. You know, we want to free ourselves. So w- there's part of us that's already fighting this. What the hell is the rest of us doing? Being complicit. So yeah, I I uh, I love that. And what I came up with when I was thinking about it later is how all these stones are rounded. And you see rounded stones in a river. I like to go hiking a lot and hike through rivers and stuff. And you see all these nice, really pretty rounded stones. And they're that way because the water just goes over them and over them. And after time, they just um, conform to the water, basically. So it kind of reminds me of, um, I guess, the emotions 
would represent the water working on that rock and just making it smooth and smoothing it down after time. I love that. I actually wish that you were there yesterday and was giving the reading. I'm probably going to have to call my friend back because it just gave me this whole different perspective. I love that. Hello and welcome to another Brandon Bonanza podcast. Before we get started, I'm going to go over the two ways that you can help support this show. First, you can donate by going to comedylol.com, clicking on the donate tab and sending us some sweet, sweet cash through PayPal. The second one is you can go to comedylol.com and at the top of the screen, click on the Amazon link, do all your Amazon shopping, and they give us a piece of it. And they don't charge you any extra. How wonderful is that? All right, guys, enjoy. Hear what I say. We are the business today. Function is finished today. All T and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid today. The joints with the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is rattling away. Doctors of death. Filling our patients to breath. We ought to pay you the trust. Are you recording on your end? I am. Yep. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Brandon Bonanza podcast. I know it's been a while since I released an episode, um, but I started a new podcast also. It's called The Terrible Podcast, and we talk about tarot cards, and I'm doing it with my friend Ashley, who I'm actually doing this podcast with. So say hi to everybody, Ashley. Hi, everyone. This is kind of an impromptu podcast, and what happened was uh, we were just talking before we were about to record one of our terrible podcast episodes, which you can find at ComedyLOL.com, and I seriously suggest you check it out because we've been putting a lot of work into it and been having a lot of fun, so check that out. But Totally we, killing it. Yeah, thank, I, I <laughs> agree with you. I can't even pat myself on the back more. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. But um, So what we wanted to talk about today was... Right before we started recording, I was talking about meditation with Ashley, and then I was I got into the subject of microdosing psilocybin mushrooms, and we were talking about that, and then she asked me if I had ever done mushrooms without microdosing them, which I had done once, and uh, I told her that it basically altered my life course. I was it's right after I started doing comedy, and um, I was getting really open. Uh, and kind of changing things in my life. It just seemed like a time for change. And then I, I did mushrooms with some friends that I was doing com- um, comedy with and had a really profound experience. So I want to kind of talk about that with her. And I figured, why not record a podcast? And then if other people have the same questions, because what she said to me was, hey, you know, allegedly, maybe I should go to Denver where it's totally <laughs> legal and do mushrooms myself. Maybe. What do you th- What do you think? Would that be maybe... A crazy idea, and then I was like, "Well, let me record what I'm gonna answer with because I'm sure other people might have the same question." And um, I can almost guarantee other people have the same question. Yeah, I could for sure, and it it ties into what I've been deep into studying psychology lately because I'm basically putting myself, <laughs> I'm giving myself a college level education on the internet through all these courses and books and stuff I've been reading. But um, what what I found is that People, when they have a near-death experience, a lot of times it's very profound and it changes their whole life course. So they could maybe, they're working a job and they're just working to pay bills or maybe they're working for material reasons and then something happens, they get cancer, they get in a car accident, somebody they know dies. They they have this brush with their own mortality 
And then they change their life course because then they realize what's really important. They have a whole perspective shift. It's a change. And this is also what psychedelics have been known to do to people. And, and I think what happens is they get kind of demonized and people say, oh, you're just going to party and have fun and hallucinate, which you could totally do. A lot of people do this. They go to festivals and, you know, we're not judging anybody. But some people do this and it changes their life. And I feel that's what happened to me when I took mushrooms. But it wasn't something that hit me all at once. So, But it was a really profound experience. And I would say I kind of had like almost a bad trip. It got really close to that. Um so it was scary at the time, but looking back on it, I could I could see why I saw what I saw because there were th- things that I was doing in my life that weren't healthy and that I was kind of I thought it w- I had this different perspective on life and I thought that's the way I should live, I guess. And then once I did these mushrooms, it was like I couldn't um lie to myself anymore. I feel so that's kind of what I wanted to tell you. So my advice to you would be it is a great experience, but if you have um, any anxieties or worries or fears, these are things that could be immediately brought right to your face and you'll be faced with them and it's hard to rationalize or, or um, what's the word I'm looking for when people look, kind of look the other way in their life. You know what I'm talking about? And they like uh-huh. ignore things kind of being ignorant. So it's hard. It's hard to do that. You can't lie to yourself that it'll just like hit you right in the face um okay so then i just have a couple questions actually like a ton of million questions um (laughs) so like do you talk about what your trip was or do you like keep that to yourself um afterwards do you like say things what if i said i guess my worry is like what if i said something i don't know what i would say (laughs) so you're worried about like saying revealing something to somebody like while you're tripping like saying something bad to somebody is that what you mean yeah something like that i guess i think you would have to do it that that's the first of all if you were thinking about doing this you'd have to find someone who you trusted and someone who's either been through this before and has experience with it you know that's definitely we have to do and you have to be in a safe environment i would recommend outdoors if you could somewhere where it's going to be nice maybe if you could be camping um or just in a safe environment. Also, somewhere where you could be loud because my friends and I were so loud. We were laughing and, like, just going crazy for most of the time. So that's that's another consideration. Shoot, fire some more questions at me. What do you got? Wait, can we just go back? You didn't, you didn't say anything? Oh, no, no. I, so are you talking about during my trip? Did I say anything? Like yes, there, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, not during my trip, but actually right after... I did say some uh, some pretty crazy things, and but no, I think that it's just about more. I was having because okay, so you know how you get lost in thought, and sometimes it's yes. really deep, and it's kind of like a dream. Yes. So yes. this mushrooms is like that, but it makes it real to you. So uh, when I first started, we were sitting on my couch upstairs. I live on the second floor, and um, all of a sudden, it felt like the roof was gone and I was looking up at all the stars and they were just right there. And then I felt like I had this root system coming down out of me. I know it's hard to explain it and it like kind of connected into the earth. So I was, I guess I was just feeling everything around me, like the groundedness to the earth. I could feel 
really well. It's, it's strange. It brings you back to this natural state. So I, I had all that going on, and that was a lot of but fun. But did you say something about that? Like, you know, yeah, I'm a oh, talker. Yeah. Like, yeah. You were oh. like, this is what I'm seeing. This yes. is what I'm feeling. Oh, I was, okay. I was, yeah, yeah. So if that's what you meant, I was totally describing it, yeah, to my friends. And they were, some of them were seeing similar things. And even one part of it, when we first started, it was crazy because my friend, well, there's three of us, my one friend hit him first, then it hit me, but our other friend was, he didn't feel anything. So he was like weird. And we'd smoked some weed to kind of ease our transition. And, and, and it felt to me, because I was the second one, I felt like I was sitting in this portal and I could see my one friend like tripping his balls off. And I was like looking through and I was like halfway in between to trip my balls off. And I could see my friend who's sober and I was like in this portal, like trying to pull him along, like come this way, man. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was like some Willy Wonka shit. Definitely. Okay, so you were able to describe that. Um, and was it like there was like several visions or there were a series of different ones. <laughs> so what basically it went from some kind of hallucinatory vision like that, then into back into reality, but it was like a clear reality. Like I looked down on my rug and I'm like, damn, I really need to vacuum. Like everything just was like, whoa, if you know, so I would suggest it clean your place or whatever before, you know, because everything is right there. And then I'm, I was like petting my cat. My cat was looking at me. And I was like, wow, my cat knows I'm tripping. I just felt like this connection, like my cat was like telepathically talking to me. And then I would go back into, you know, like space universe and I was gone. And um, and then so we walked outside and this is kind of when I had the bad part of my trip because we walked outside. We're in the backyard and I could see my bathroom and I was looking up in like the bathroom window and I think the light was on. And then all of a sudden I had this like really bad flash that there was like a murder scene in my house like I had I had killed somebody so uh -huh. I like it, it was it was really freaky I had this bad um just this terrible feeling that I was responsible for a murder and there was like blood everywhere so I was I was totally freaking out in my head I didn't say anything about this at all I was just like whoa because it was like a, a quick thing I guess it's hard to really remember exactly how it happened but I remember my friends like, let's go back upstairs. And I was kind of nervous about it. And then my other friend handed me a leaf and he's like, feel this leaf, man. It's so cool. And then it all went away. It just disappeared, okay. but it was in my brain. So it, so even after the trip, it, it would like, it was like a rock that was stuck in my shoe. You know, you know, you get a rock stuck in your shoe and it just, it just keeps gnawing at you and you can't get it. You can't find it or whatever. So it was like that. And then finally, even years later, I think I, I think I, was able to, um, I guess, interpret what it meant for me. Oh, so yeah. it wasn't something like, I was like, this is the point where you say that you're a psycho. Yeah, <laughs> so I've been <laughs> burying bodies ever since in my uh, basement. <laughs> and <I'm here> to... <laughs> um, and how long did this whole thing last? The trip? Uh, yeah. I want to say six hours. Something like that. I know I know you're supposed to allow for between six and eight hours, I think. I don't know. There might be somebody listening to this like being like, no way. It, I, but I believe it's somewhere like that. But I tell you afterwards, like the next, the whole next day, it's like the best feeling ever. You just feel like you're a million dollars. Like there's nothing wrong with you. It's crazy. You really feel good. Cause, and I think I really believe that from studying all the psychology that I've been lately, I think it's because... Um, you know, people talk about the ego and the superego and like all these parts of our brain and the, and the self. I think it's because 
you come in contact with your true self. All the delusions are just gone. Your ego basically evaporates and you're not worried about that anymore. You're not worried about time. You're not worried about like what people think or any of that stuff that just all melts away. And it's kind of just like, everything's okay. And you're looking at yourself. But the problem is when your true self, it's like your unconscious is looking at yourself. They're not going to be delusional about any, any problems that you have. They're going to be like, yo, you got this fucking problem. You got this problem. You know, it's, it stares in your face. So that's why I think a lot of people have bad trips because they're not ready to come in contact with aspects of themselves. And I don't think, I guess I was ready. That's the thing. That's, and I think I was right on the verge. So um, I think it happened exactly when it needed to happen. You know, as crazy as that sounded. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what to say. I know. I'm like, right. I'm like, fuck. Sorry. Um, I'm like, <laughs> no, you could swear. You could swear on this bitch. This motherfucking cunt. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just like, I, you know, am. Why do I have this impending feeling of doom that if that were to happen, if I were to do something like that, then the person I'd see is somebody I don't like. You mean your as your true self? Yes. Okay, so I think if I was to comment on that, um, I think that would probably come somewhere of like a, a misdirected low self-esteem. I think that your that's your ego talking, basically. That's your... Those are your insecurities talking, and yes, yes. that's the kind yes. of stuff that just melts away when you do this. That's why a lot of people like to do acid and stuff over and over again. From what, well, not you know, I don't want to just generalize, but I could say that's why <laughs> people that I've talked to or, or even listened to, like there's uh, thinkers, you know, like look at Richard Alpert, who later became Ram Dass. You know, he used to do. He was a Harvard professor who just in the '50s who just did acid all the time. And he talked about how it changed his life. So I think that it's it, and it also really what I wanted to bring it back to is the meditation. It reminds me a lot of when you're deep in meditation. I think I believe you can get to these states and you could, um, I guess, quiet your ego or calm your ego down or kind of find a way to integrate yourself. And that's something we talk about in this podcast, the tarot podcast the terrible podcast, I talk about getting to know yourself and to integrate yourself because a lot of what, you know, you got, there's a lot of anxiety in the world. Everybody knows this. I don't yes. have to tell you. Right. And there's a lot of quote unquote cures. You have drugs, you have religion, you have, you know, sports, you have all these things that are outward expressions that make you, um, that try to make you, kind of like everybody else, you know, to fit into the crowd. Whereas I think the answer is the other way. If you turn it around, the anxiety is really just your true self speaking to you. And it's trying to tell you that you're not living up to your best standards. But the problem is your ego and all these other voices are telling you that you're a piece of shit. You're not worth it. And you can get into where that comes from. That comes from uh, a lot of people, certain psychologists, you know, like, these guys hundreds of years ago talked about how, or whatever, 150 years ago, like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung and all these people talked about how when you're younger and you have whatever voice, the parent, the teacher, whoever it is yelling at you that after a while you internalize this and that your super ego takes over that role and starts to, uh, starts to tyrannize yourself from the inside. So 
that it takes on that role. So then you feel like a piece of shit and you, you don't feel worthy. You don't think that you're worthy of, you know, say starting a podcast and living off it or being a star or a comedian or whatever it is or whatever you want to do. I don't know, an airline pilot, or you want to start your own business. You're, you just have this voice in the head, in the back of your head. That's like, you can't do it. You're a piece of shit. So the, the meditation and getting to know yourself and the introspection, I feel helped me get, myself to be able to line up and I'm still not perfectly there. I'm still working on this. That's why I like doing this podcast because I think talking about it helps because I, you know, when you talk about it, you get it out and sometimes you have some yes. aha moments. And I also, it's good to share this with people because I think this is a common problem in society. There's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of ways, like I said, to quote unquote, alleviate it, you know, or some people like I did, I was a sex addict. Okay. So my, my way to alleviate it was to just try to have as much sex as I can because it put me more, I guess, in the present moment. And it just gave me that feeling of I'm, I am somebody, look what I'm doing. This is, you know, it's kind of a little bit of that. There's a lot of it in there, but I think I was using this because of my low self-esteem and I, it's like I was trying to prove something to myself, I guess, or, or to society or whatever. And when I, so when I had the mushrooms and I had that vision, I used to live in this, uh, apartment with my ex-girlfriend. And I think because of my ways, you know, because of my ways and stuff, we ended up breaking up and I really did have feelings for, her, and I still do. We're great friends, but I just wasn't ready at that time. But I, so I think I had the vision because it was like, I murdered our relationship. You know what I mean? Like I, okay. I was the one to kill it but at first i had no idea like i didn't yeah i didn't um i couldn't see it it was just like yeah. a scary thing that had happened but after going through all this and it's just been something that i look back on so for me it was a little bit negative and when i look back but most of it was positive and now overall it's had this effect on my life and then i started to microdose mushrooms um i did that i believe it was twice and you do that for like three to four weeks and it's every three days, I think it's, you take a little bit, it's like a, maybe a fifth to like an eighth of a normal dose that you would take to trip. So just a little bit and you take that and for that day and the next day you have this little bit of a high, it's kind of like being high on weed a little bit, just a little clearer and you're really in the present moment. So that's why it's kind of hard to explain, but you're 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 there man you're like yeah man let's do it and so i did and then you you have it so you're kind of tripping for two days and you're off one day and then you do it again so and you take notes and all this stuff and it's it's really had some profound effects on my meditating while i was meditating i was able to get deeper into it and i think i have a better grasp on it because of that so yeah i don't know give me some more questions um, no, I mean, literally, I'm, I feel like they're just like going to be like personal questions. Cause you know, like, no, that's um, fine. Go ahead. for me, my, cause I, I do have anxiety or I mean, I, I think I do and I do, um, take medication for it. And I think that's one of my biggest worries is cause like my, my anxiety manifests itself in paranoia, like horrible, horrible paranoia about everything. And I just feel like something like that to do something like that, it would just, for me, um, Sorry, that's my dog. Just like it makes me so worried it would like exacerbate the issues that I have in my own head already. 
that I know are like false and I, but I just can't get rid of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, um, obviously I'm not a doctor. I am starting to be a shaman, you know. <laughs> uh, but I don't, I see exactly, I see what you're saying, but I think because they're false, you know, I think the psychedelics are more about the truth. You know, that's what's going to come out. So I would say to anybody, I'm not going to give you direct advice, but I would say to anybody in your situation that um, if there was something that you were deluding yourself about or, you know, if you were lying to yourself about something, then I would be worried. But if it's stuff that you're just paranoid about and it's not true, I don't I wouldn't be as worried. But then again, I don't know because I'm not you and I, you know, or this person. So. Uh, and if you were to, I would suggest to do it with somebody that you trusted that has either done it before or that, you know, you will feel safe with and also have some good music, have some good vibes, be in a good place. That's really what it's about because I learned that even when I, um, allegedly smoke weed, sometimes, you know, you get the <laughs> stuff that's really good and you could get a little paranoid but I learned that sometimes I'm sitting there and I just I just start thinking about these weird things and I'm like and it's I guess it would be what people call paranoia, and then I I'm able to stop myself and I'm like what am I doing? All right, let's think about something else. And I think that there's a muscle there that I'm using right, and that gets exercised by meditating. You're able to catch yourself when you're lost in thought and go, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know what what am I doing? Is this legitimate? Is there a real threat here? You know, let's put on some fucking Dave Matthews band, man. No, that would probably be terrible. <laughs> but, you all know, right. yeah. So, all right. So you took, how long did it take for it to hit you? You felt something. Uh, I think it was about a half an hour or something like that. It was under half an hour. I know that. Okay. And did you like eat beforehand? Um, I think or I, you don't eat? eat, I'd eaten a little earlier in the day and then we ate with, we put these things in Nutella. That's how we ate it. But I think I did uh -huh. eat. And then, so the other thing with mushrooms is you can throw up. I didn't throw up, but I think I probably should have thrown up because, well, I, you know, I'm going to say everything went perfectly because of where I'm at. So, but I would say maybe if I do do it again, I might throw up because the, if you get a little nauseous, it's just going to be exaggerated. You know, it's like any, when you're high, it's like anything else. Yeah. So in another way I could help maybe describe this is so the analogy I came up with is so when you're if you ever seen the stars on a really clear day and you're looking at the stars right that's like being sober okay and then if you smoke really good weed that's like looking at those stars through a telescope and you could see or whatever planets and you could see them really well in details and you're like wow and then when you do mushrooms you're fucking right next to that star and you're like yo so it's <laughs> It's similarly related. It's like a similar kind of high, but it's like turbo. It's like, yo, we're kicking the shit into high gear right now, you know? Uh, so <laughs> they even, to me, they kind of smell like weed or taste like weed. I don't, I know it's not the same, you know, because it's a fungus and all that stuff, but I don't know. <clears throat> so you said you felt good the next day, but what about the day after that? Was there like a crash? Was it like, oh, fuck, what have I done? No, it was like a normal. Like shit? No, it was. It was still a good feeling because I believe, like I said, I kind of got in touch <clears throat> with my true self. 
it's kind of hard to describe what I mean, but I, I didn't really feel for that time while I was tripping. It's like all the little petty worries and the anxiety and, uh, you know, uh, I'm not good enough. Am I going to be able to pay my rent? You know, am I going to meet a girl? You know, do I have AIDS? <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. I don't have AIDS. That's just a personal joke <laughs> with me and Ashley. I mean, I don't think I have AIDS, but whatever. It's AIDS. Um, the fact that you just said it's a personal joke between me personal, and Personal. I mean, sorry, it's an inside joke. It's a personal <laughs> joke. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right, cut. No. Um, <laughs> Please leave this in. Oh my god. Oh yeah, of course I'm gonna leave this in. This is great. I'm not cutting any of this. this is, I don't. I don't edit the brand of Bonanza podcast. I'll. I'll go through and edit the terrible, but that's because it's more of a reference, and we're trying to like clean it up for people. You know, this is more of we're just bullshitting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but um, I forgot what we were talking about. But you were saying that you just felt good, and that all that oh, kind yeah. of bullshit faded all, away. All that stuff Honestly, faded away for love that a couple of hours so the next day it was there but since i had that whole feeling of not feeling it i just felt great you know and yeah. and i don't it's i'm sure it's chemically too something i'm sure in your head is going on also i'd give anything to silence the voices in my head well like, you know i mean if you want to do this i know there's a place where mushrooms are legal now so we could totally meet sometime in denver and talk about it cuz like you said i'm sure a lot of people have these oh, yeah. questions and i think this is where we're going to leave it right here because another, you want how about this one more question okay were you tired afterwards oh come on you gotta be better than that oh um <laughs> that was one of the ones i had to ask okay so <laughs> no we actually and i ended up staying up all night i think and we went to the beach and we we went down to the beach while we were tripping and that was crazy and then but the next like after while we were coming down we just went to the beach and laid on the beach and looked up at the sky and kind of just the sun was coming up like a little bit after that. It was like really, it was a really great experience. So you did it overnight. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, I think we took them at like five, six o'clock. Okay. Something like that. And then we were tripping probably till about two, <laughs> maybe a little less. Yeah. So maybe it's closer to eight hours. I think, Oh yeah. I think acids less. I don't know. It's one or the other. You can always consult your local hippie. They'll know better. <laughs> I'm not quite a hippie, but, you know. All right. I don't know if I have any other questions. All right. Cool. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brandon Bonanza podcast with Ashley, who is my co-host on the Terrell Bowl podcast. So make sure you check that out. We're about to do a podcast yes. about the chariot and the seven of cups, and it's going to be really interesting. All right, yes. guys. Uh, until next time, you could check us out on ComedyLOL.com. You could donate money. That's great. Give me money. And um, <laughs> later. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Function is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid today. The joints with the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is rattling away. Doctors of death. Our patients are we ought to pay you the trust. Comedy LOL Podcast Network.